Hey guys, welcome to Everyday Alchemy. I'm your host, Terry. Alongside of me, you will also be hearing from my community and other everyday people just like you, sharing their stories, tools, and magic to help expand your consciousness and alchemize your life. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode. So, how are you all doing? This week we had the new moon in Gemini and solar eclipse, which was also paired with Mercury in retrograde. So we were focusing on all things Gemini related. So communication, education, thinking, learning, ideas, traveling. And Gemini is a sign of choice that helps us to kind of, you know, weigh our options and see where we want to go next or to see if there's perhaps a new perspective or a different perspective that we've been missing. New moons are also new beginnings. And so when there's a solar eclipse, this kind of, you know, really just doubles everything up where, you know, we are looking at heading in a new direction, where we have new ideas, where we have new beginnings. It was basically kind of like a clear slate for us to kind of look around us and see, well, where is it that we want to go? What is it that we want to create and where is it that we're heading? But we also had it paired with the Mercury retrograde, which is us slowing things down, you know, kind of taking a step back and doing things in a slower way or perhaps just kind of holding back on taking action as well. So we had this kind of weird kind of opposite energies where it's like, okay, new beginnings, fresh starts. Let's go and go ahead and think up or dream up of where we want to head next. But then it was paired with the retrograde, which was slowing it all down, taking a look at where we need to let go of things where it is we need to surrender or drop our resistance. So we're still tapping into that one foot in the old world and one foot in the new world energy that we're going to continue to see play out this whole year. Nevertheless, basically this energy this week was just trying to let us know that perhaps we're heading in a new direction and so the wheels of life are turning yet again. And I don't know if you were like me, but I was all over the map. One minute I am full of energy and full of ideas and just completely unfocused trying to do so many different things at once because I just didn't know what I wanted to work on. I didn't know where I wanted to start, what I wanted to do. I wanted to do all the things, which is very Gemini. And I've got, I'm a Gemini moon, so, you know, it's within my chart to feel this energy frequently, but I felt it more so than ever this week. So, yeah. I wanted to do all the things, yet I just didn't know where to start and just felt very overwhelmed. But then it was funny because then the next day or even just a few hours later, I was then feeling exhausted. I even have started to have physical symptoms, like I was feeling really dizzy, very headachy, um, just very lethargic and almost nauseous. I was also sleeping for about 10 or 11 uh, hours each night as well, all week. So needless to say, you know, the polarities of what I felt this week just felt heightened or extreme. So as a way to honor the sensitivity that I was feeling this week, I decided to be mindful of the content that I was consuming. So not that I'm ever on Facebook or Instagram that much, to be honest, but I decided to just stay away from consuming any content on Instagram or social media. I also made sure to implement practices that help me to remain in the present or the now. So I meditated every day or twice a day. 
I made sure to take conscious deep breaths regularly. I went out for walks in nature. I took my dirt bike out for a rip and did some exploring. I danced a lot too. And now you guys, dancing is my go-to when I have all this pent up extra energy and when I don't know where to place it or what to do with it. Or when I've been feeling emotional, you know, if I'm um, feeling down or have any lower vibrational feelings, I like to kind of shake it all out through moving my body and dancing. Now, it was whilst dancing one day this week where I had the inspiration for today's episode. So this week, I really wanted to talk about a law in physics called the law of entrainment. And I also will touch on another law or another theory called the chaos theory. And I thought I would talk about it today as I found it's really helped me this week to kind of have perspective as to why on earth I'm on this spiritual journey, why on earth it is that I am going against the grain or have gone against the grain my entire life. Why on earth I am putting myself through all of the, all of these hardships like facing my fears or uncovering my limiting beliefs or, you know, just putting things out there that's different to what's the norm or what's normal in society. Because honestly, you guys, I had so many moments this week and have had many moments like this before of questioning why the F am I doing this? Like, what's the payoff? Why the hell am I putting myself through this and fighting for change and just doing all of these things that certainly isn't easy? (laughs) I think about it all the time. I'm like, why have I got a business? Why am I an entrepreneur or have an entrepreneurial spirit? Why don't I just take the easy path and get a regular nine to five job that would provide me security, comfort and stability? Why am I choosing this spiritual path? (laughs) You know, why is this something that I'm passionate about or invest a lot of time or energy into? Why can't I just be super passionate about something that's really simple for everyone else to understand, like tennis? And it was whilst I was in this existential mood of questioning why the hell I'm motivated to create change, when Source reminded me of these laws that I'm going to talk about today. Now, if you've been following this podcast, you know how much I love to really hone in on the fact that we are all energy, all humans, all physical matter, all thoughts, all feelings, everything are all energy. We are all made up of tiny subatomic particles of energy. All things in our universe are constantly in motion. They're vibrating. Even objects that appear to be stationary, like the chair you're sitting on or the bed you're laying in, are in fact all vibrating, oscillating, and resonating at various frequencies. Now, there's an interesting phenomenon that occurs when different vibrating things or different processes come into proximity. They will often start, after some time, to vibrate together at the same frequency. This is called the law of entrainment. And this law states that if you have two different frequencies that are in the presence of one another, they will always come into sync with one another. The lower frequency will always rise up to match that of the higher frequency. It is a natural law of physics. Now, the law of entrainment has been scientifically proven countless times in experiments. A more common experiment that you may have heard of is through using metronomes. 
and metronome is a device that produces an audible click or sound at regular intervals. In Japan, a demonstration was done whereby 32 metronomes actually united in a synchronous play with no help from any human intervention. Each metronome was oscillating at different speeds or times, and over a certain amount of time, thanks to the law of entrainment, all 32 of the metronomes all found the same rhythm and synced up. We can even think of a row of cuckoo clocks on the wall. Eventually, over time, all of the cuckoo clocks' pendulums all sync up together and oscillate, so move from side to side, at the exact same speed as each other. We can also see the law of entrainment in our everyday lives. We see it in breeding and sleep cycles in animals and humans. Or think about when you go for a walk with a friend or two. Have you ever noticed that you all naturally follow the same footsteps or walk in the same timing as one another? Or for you women listeners, have you ever noticed how we tend to sync up our moon times or our periods with other women that you spend the most amount of time with? I know for me, I also used to notice it within my meditation groups that I used to hold. I would always make note of how the majority of my attendees would actually breathe in and out in sync as a group over time. But let's expand outwards now and think about this law of entrainment and how it potentially leads to some deep insights about the nature of consciousness and about the universe. We know that the moon's rotation is exactly synced with its orbit around the Earth, such that we always see the same face. There was a German neurophysiologist, Pascal Fries, that explored how various brainwave states work together in the brain to produce the various types of human consciousness. Fries calls his concept communication through coherence, and for Fries, it's all about the neuronal synchronization. He found that the synchronization, in terms of shared electrical oscillation rates, allowed for smooth communication between the neurons and groups of neurons in the brain. So, with that in mind, let's expand outwards now and think about how this law can be applied to adopting new trends, or even to new ways of thinking and being in the world that are more sustainable or for the highest good. We all know that whenever there's a new innovation or a new idea or a new concept, it isn't always initially completely accepted and embraced by society or humanity right away, especially if it is a more radical or revolutionary thing in nature. When compared to the way things have been done or believed to be true or right in the past, To initiate any change, there is always the minority few who have adopted this new idea or concept. And as they hold strong in their belief or hold strong in their idea or actions, they find that over time, more and more people also start to adopt this new idea or new way of being or thinking too. Think back to the 1950s when women first started wearing jeans when out and about every day. How that new way to thinking or being was so radical and so different and how it was initially rejected or not accepted by many other women and men in society at the time. But yet, over time, and when more women adopted this mindset and the more that they all started to wear jeans, 
Well, eventually, the societal beliefs around women wearing jeans eventually changed and was ultimately accepted too. Now, although this is just a minor example here of this energy or of this law at play, it's interesting to note that the beliefs and mindsets of women wanting to wear jeans was actually women just being in alignment with their own self-empowerment and freedom which is in alignment with the higher expression or higher vibration that is source. And now we can also apply that same sentiment for when more women were allowed to join the workforce too, or when society decided that it was more socially accepted for these women to do so. This only came about after more and more women were choosing and wanting and expressing that desire to go and work after the ending of World War II. Or we can look at the people of the LGBTQA community who were first were coming out at a time when it wasn't as accepted in society as it is today. Or we can see this same law and sentiment in the movements of the thousands of people that have stood up and come together over the many decades to help confront and abolish the systemic racism that's in America and around the world. Now, I know we all still have a long way to go in creating the change and eradicating the segregation against many of these marginalized groups. But we can look back and see how radical the shifts have been in less than a generation that has been as a result of the collective energy of these marginalized communities and those who support them. One by one, these people and their supporting communities have stepped forward and came out with the intention to bring about change. They openly expressed and lived their lives as their most true and authentic selves in the face of threat, danger and rejection. But the motivation was that this was the only way in which change was going to occur. Now, it's important to note that this change that these marginalized people desired was in alignment with their higher selves and was in alignment with the energy that is source. So therefore, they activated and engaged an energetic frequency that was higher than the collective energy of society at the time. Now, we still have a long way to go in creating a world that promotes equality and acceptance of all. But these marginalized groups continue to revolutionize these old, outdated belief systems and the oppressing structures that were created by these old belief systems to this very day. We are still in the midst of this revolutionary change, but we can clearly see the law of entrainment at work here. The more that people stood up and spoke up, well, the more this encouraged others to do so too. Over the many decades, they gained strength in numbers, which was them gaining strength in this higher collective energy. This collective energy gained momentum where others joined and united in this higher frequency of energy that only encourages unification. And unification is the very essence that is source. All of these thoughts, all of these feelings and actions created a higher frequency, which started to change the world. 
and the world will only continue to shift and change for the better as a result. You guys, I could go on and on and on and list all of the examples of how we can see this law of entrainment bringing about change for the highest good. Now, it's also really important to note that there is a difference between collective energy that stems from love or a higher source and collective energy that stems from fear. Any collective energy that is motivated by fear does not work in the same way as it is of a lower frequency. So any systems or collective beliefs that are motivated by fear, like what we saw in Nazi Germany or in fear-based cults, for example, may gain some momentum for a period of time, but eventually they do not last or they're not adopted by the masses and are not sustained. This is because the collective frequency is of a lower vibration, so it cannot entrain higher frequencies or vibrations to lower to meet it. So ultimately, it doesn't follow the same natural law of entrainment. Now, I can't talk about the law of entrainment without mentioning the chaos theory too. As the laws of physics and quantum physics all weave together in the tapestry of life and energetics, the chaos theory is an interdisciplinary theory stating that within the apparent randomness of the chaotic complex systems, like we see in life, there are actually underlying patterns and interconnectedness. It is basically used in mathematical and scientific efforts to provide cause and effect explanations for chaotic behavior. Another interesting thing to note about the chaos theory is that it also suggests that simple systems don't always have to behave in a simple way, nor do complex systems or behaviors always imply complex causes. And I've been thinking about these two laws of physics recently during the downloads that I've received in my meditations when I tune into my higher self or source and also whilst I've been dancing, believe it or not. And I've just been making note about how there is structure in chaos, the chaos that is the complexities that make up life. I've noted how us humans are naturally drawn to finding the patterns or the energetic repetitions of energy within all areas of our lives. And we do this as we just want to know that we will be okay. We want a formula or a step-by-step -step guide that will ensure that we will indeed be safe, okay, or happy, or that we will get what we want. But we also know that not all systems or structures work in the same way for everyone. And we can especially see this in the manifestation process. And it's something that I really like to stress and highlight to you guys all the time. And we can see this scientifically proven chaos theory everywhere. We use it in predicting the weather. Even though scientists know a great deal about the elements that make up the weather, they still have a very difficult time in predicting what the weather patterns will be, as the conditions are always so different and unique. We can look to others in how to do things, like going to university to get a career, or believing that we have to work hard all of our lives to make more money, or that it's normal to work a job that you don't love, as that's what other people do. We think that if we follow the same way as others, we can more easily then predict having the same outcome as them. 
But following the same way as others doesn't always necessarily bring about the same results for every single person, especially when the conditions of the world have changed drastically over the decades, and especially when all of us are so vastly unique and different from one another. So we all do this dance in life of trying to find the balance of wanting to energetically match or follow others that have achieved the things that we desire. And to me, I see that as us naturally following the laws of entrainment, as well as the chaos theory that is ingrained in our energetic being. You know, we naturally seek the patterns in perceived chaotic systems so that we can achieve a sense of balance harmony and predictability, which in return gives us a sense of purpose and meaning and direction, which is ultimately what actually all of us really desire deep down. When I was dancing about in my lounge room and my studio all week, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about the law of entrainment because I'd put on some music that was Well, it was a mix of music, but basically lots of drum beats, lots of different percussions and drums. Then there was uh, beautiful instruments like the piano paired with the violin and guitar. And it was all just all these instruments were just all playing together and in harmony and in sync with one another that created a sound that was appealing to me, right? I liked it. I enjoyed the sound of it. I enjoyed the song, which had all of these different instruments playing. And I was thinking, no matter how chaotic all of these different instruments seemed, or, you know, if you saw a list of them on paper, you would be like, what the heck? Like, how could you play a song with all of those different instruments and it sound good? But nonetheless, it did. It all followed a harmony and a beat in which sparked that desire in me to want to move my body and to move my body to the sound of the beat. And I knew that it just wasn't because I liked the sound of the song. There was something more. And I realized that it was because my body wanted to naturally match the rhythm of the beat. And as I was moving my body in a way that matched the beat, I wondered if perhaps this was because my body or the natural urges inside of me wanted to follow this natural law of entrainment. I naturally sought after the consistency of the balance and harmony that I felt when I moved my body in unison with this beat. And as I was dancing and moving my body to the beat and thinking about this, my awareness expanded and I started thinking about how when things are really out of balance in our lives, how we can feel lost or confused or we don't know where to head, what direction, then this is just us trying to seek order in a chaotic world or a chaotic environment that we're in. We're just naturally trying to find that consistent repetition or rhythm. That will give us that sense of surety, that sense of direction, of balance and harmony. So if you're starting something new, something different, something innovative, something that is outside of your norm or perhaps outside of the norm of your family or of your friends or of society. And if this something new that you're shifting into is in alignment with your highest good, that's in alignment with what brings you joy or whatever your passions are, 
Well, then that is in alignment with source. That is in alignment with a higher state of consciousness. So your energy or your frequency is going to be different. So there's going to be times where you feel out of alignment with balance or harmony because you are following a different rhythm or beat or energetic frequency than the majority of what others are. But you need to remind yourself that you have created a rhythm or an energetic frequency that is different, that oscillates at a higher frequency. And the tension or the disharmony that you feel is just a natural energetic law that's a part of your being or a part of your energy that's just trying to seek harmony, that's trying to find that oscillating frequency that matches that of your own. You are that one cuckoo clock on the wall that has a pendulum that's swinging a little bit different to everyone else. But eventually, more of those pendulums will start swinging in sync with you. And you have to know that it's going to take some time for all of the other pendulums on the other cuckoo clocks to catch up to you. So if at any time this week, or if at any time in your life you've felt frustrated, frustrated in the change that hasn't come yet in your life, or frustrated at the change that hasn't come yet in the world, If you felt frustrated in the lack of clarity or direction or ideas. If you felt frustrated at these old outdated systems that no longer work or no longer are viable in this day and age. Then I like to remind myself of these two laws of physics. As a reminder that the path of creating change that is for the better isn't all just rainbows. And think about it. If it was, well, then there wouldn't be anything to change, would there? We would have already gone and done that thousands of years ago. If it was all just easy and enjoyable and rainbows all the time, well, then the Australian Aborigines or the Somalians or even the Egyptians would have thoroughly enjoyed the journey of change and done all the changing that needed to be done because it was so easy and fun to do. So there wouldn't be any more expansion. There wouldn't be any more involvement of humanity. There wouldn't be any more growth. And then Source would not have a way in which to know itself, which is to experience itself through us. So no, there needs to be tension. There needs to be the difficult times and resistance there as well. There needs to be the perceived duality of good and bad for many reasons, but one of these reasons is so that you can actually see the good, cherish the good, be motivated to follow the good and motivated to follow all of the things that bring you happiness. Because here on earth in this dimension, the path to enlightenment or evolving your consciousness or spiritually growing and manifesting, it's all the same thing, isn't you being 100% happy and knowing what you're doing all of the time. It is you learning to follow what it is that makes you happy and what it is that brings you joy or what it is that you're passionate about that lights your soul up. And it can be hard to remember this at times, to see all of this at times when you're in it, when you're in the change, when you're in the shift that your soul came here for. And yes, if you're listening to this podcast right now, your soul came here for this time of accelerated evolution and change. So you 
are a part of this united mission at this time. We just need to remember that all of this shifting and all of this change can just take some time to unfold and for the rest of the world to sync up. So if at times in this week or so you've felt caught up in the frustrations of the whys, the hows, the whens, or if you're experiencing a lot of changes like new beginnings or tension of things shifting or perhaps of things not shifting fast enough, or maybe you're just questioning what all of this inner work is for. You know, why do you not have the clarity or direction yet? Or why has nothing materialized just yet? Then just remember these natural laws. Remember that we are all a part of this collective energy and that change takes time. We're currently in the change. This is it. We're in it. We are a part of it. There is a plan. There is direction and there is change and clarity coming. We just don't have the whole picture just yet. So the best thing to do right now is to consciously remember to stay in the present. Be in the now. Neutralize the energy by practicing meditation each day. Start a gratitude journal. Be out in nature. Exercise. Take regular conscious deep breaths. Play, create, dance, and keep focusing on what it is that you want to manifest. As often as you can, visualize and feel into the end result of you receiving that very thing of what it is that you desire. Thank you everyone for tuning in today and I just want to express a huge thank you to all of you that have reached out and given me feedback and your wonderful comments on this podcast. And thank you so much for sharing these episodes with friends or family. Doing this, sharing information, is one of the easiest and free ways to help to shift the energy and help to raise the consciousness of humanity. Sharing information is one of the easiest and most beneficial ways in which we can help serve one another. And remember, you guys, if you have a really neat manifesting story or a cool synchronicity story or perhaps a cool spirit guide or um, spirit story, make sure to reach out and share it with me. I would love to post it on my Instagram or my social media. As when we share our stories and when we share examples of how we've created things, well, this shows other people that they can do this too. Plus, I love hearing stories about what awesome magic you guys have created in your lives too. Thanks so much again, everyone, for tuning in. I'll speak to you all next week. Well, that's it for today, guys. And if you liked today's episode, please like and follow us on our socials, share this podcast with friends, and why not leave this podcast a review? Oh, and hang out next for a minute if you want some high-vibe laughs. A scarecrow was out in his field one day and he says, you know, this job isn't for everyone, but hey, it's in my genes.